I got the message. So we're live. Yay, we are live here. Uh, so thank you everybody for tuning in to Balls and Sticks podcast uh, for this week's show on September 12th. And uh, Mike, we got a big show this week. We do. A lot of to talk about. We have all the major sports to talk about. That's right. So we'll be starting off the show by going into the bubble uh, to give you updates on our NHL and NBA teams. And uh, also taking and then kind of uh, starting our left turns by going in reverse order this year, Mike, for, for this episode and starting with the MLB. Yeah, we continue making left turns as we look at uh, at the uh, Kentucky Derby and add in um, NASCAR Corner. And then we'll finish up with our final week of our football preview. We started a little late, so yes, there is one game, but I don't think it mattered in how we, uh, how either one of us made our predictions for, for how the playoffs go. Um, it's going to sound like it does, but honestly it didn't. Um, we've talked about it. Rich and I have talked about it off air before, and uh, most people, we, we already agree and we know what's going on. Um, so, Rich, before we roll this intro, how's life? How's the family? How was vacation? You know, vacation was pretty nice. Um, I'm not the biggest fisherman. Uh, and so it was nice to just go out on the boat and not be pressured to fish. Yep. And uh, but it, it overall was a nice, it was a nice relaxing weekend. It would have been nicer if the Cubs could have won a little bit more games uh, because of it. Because um, we found out when we got up there on Friday night that there was Direct TV in our cabin, Ooh, nice. so I actually had Marquee Network. Nice. Always good to be able to watch the games. Um, yeah, we got down to the Quad Cities, had a good time with family, uh, celebrated a birthday, happy birthday to my father-in-law, and uh, yeah, other than that, um, just had a, actually got to relax for the first time in a long time when we come down to the Quad Cities, so that's always that's nice. Well, maybe we'll have to do more Thursday night shows um, before you travel more often. We had a lot of views on Thursday night, too, so thanks for everybody that commented it on our Facebook feed on Thursday night, too. Yeah, we appreciate it. Um, so let's roll that intro. Let's make sure. Oh, I probably should get that ready, huh? Helps when you have the iPad plugged in, Mike. You need the sound effect. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, folks. We are a well-oiled machine. Casting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. We're back. Um, so, uh, let's get into the poll question. Rich, what was our poll question? How did it do? And what are the results? And how did All you right. vote? Um... So first, our poll question was the final four of our uh, stadium food showdown, which saw Poutine of the Toronto Blue Jays go up against the Philly cheesesteak from Philly. Um, I went with the Philly cheesesteak. Mike, where'd you go? Uh, I believe I went with the Philly cheesesteak myself. Um, I I believe you did. It was a close. We're we're getting more votes. So thank you for everybody that voted and that uh, liked the and that participate in our polls on our Balls and Sticks fan page, fan group, as we had a total of seven votes this year. It's yeah, if, you you are a fan of balls, if you are not a fan of Balls and Sticks, you should go to uh, facebook.com slash fans of Balls and Sticks. Yeah, that's the only way we can get a poll question up anymore. Yeah. You stick out and create it on another page. So, anywho... Those were our poll results, so they will go on. So we had our first upset. I don't see it as an upset because I was surprised that you put Poutine as the number two seat, but that's just me. Hey, if um, you go by the amount of votes that they had, okay, for the particular item, Poutine got like the most amount of votes, didn't they? Um, I'm not sure. I didn't take that close of a look at it. I'm pretty sure they did. But, but yeah, so this week it'll be your number one seed Chicago Dog going up against our number four seed Torchy's Tacos. Yeah. So watch for that poll to go live shortly after we get off of air. Yep. 
So, Mike, are you ready to uh, put your suit on and go into the bubble? Yeah, we'll go be bubble boys for a little bit. Um, heading into the bubble, the first thing we need to talk about is how those NHL teams are doing. Uh, I'm slightly worried about the Lightning, or about the uh, Knights, because the Lightning look pretty good. Yeah, so um, I lost both of my um, my NHL teams over the Labor Day weekend as both the Avalanche and the Flyers lost their Game 7 matchups over that weekend. And, Mike, your Golden Knights did move on beating the Canucks, uh, but they're down 2-1 to one to the Dallas Stars at the moment yep. uh, with Game 4 being on Saturday. Uh, over on the Toronto side of the bubble, it, it's the matchup between the New York Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning. And the Lightning lead the series 2-1 to one with Game 4 being on Sunday. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but, you know. But not that bad. So congratulations. You did better than me on the NHL side probably yet again. Yeah. Um, but we'll see what happens. So we'll give you a Stanley Cup pick of our winner for our prediction for our winner for the Stanley Cup once we have that matchup is decided. Uh, over on the NBA side of the bubble, Mike, we both lost our Eastern Conference team, and I think I lost the team that I picked to win the whole thing as the Bucks got upset by Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat four yeah. to one. And they're I think they're currently they're gonna go on and face the winner of No, they don't have to face the winner. They are facing the Boston Celtics. Is that as the Celtics won in seven games over the Raptors. Um, over on the Western Conference, your Rockets are down 3-1 to one to the Lakers with Game 5 being on Saturday. And my pick of the Clippers are up 3-2 to two with Game number 6 being on Sunday. Yeah. Um, I mean, right now, do you think anybody's going to beat the Lakers? The Clippers? Or the, no, the Lakers. Let's be no. honest. Look at the way the no. look at the way the Lakers are. Take off your hate for LeBron. No, nope. take your hat off, Rich. Clippers, no, the Clippers are a much deeper team. The they, Lakers, yes, the Lakers only not, go like six I, or seven deep. Off six or seven deep, the Clippers have a much more well-rounded team that can. I agree with you, but how are they playing? I'm not saying how deep do they go. How are they playing? I still think they're doing pretty well. They're, Nuggets are a lot tougher team than than the Rockets are, I think. You cray-cray. They, oh, well. You a little That's cray -cray. just my opinion. We'll see. So who do you like in that Who do you like in that uh, Miami-Boston series? This won't go down as any official prediction of who we think are going to win the East. Just, in, just I mean, off, the, off the cuff. Boston looks good. I think they both look good. That's the scary part. Those two teams look really good. Uh, I don't think they look as good as the Clippers or the Lakers. Mm -hmm. But I I would not be surprised if either of those teams win. I'm going to predict uh, Boston takes the win. Yeah, I, I like Boston a little bit better, too. So um, I would not be surprised if Miami wins, though. Like, that would not surprise me at all. Yeah, both teams are pretty well evenly matched. It wouldn't surprise me either. But I think it really is going to come down to your NBA champions. It's going to be whoever wins that matchup between what it looks like between the Lakers and the Clippers. That's your real championship. That's your real NBA championship yeah. matchup right there. Yeah, and that's what, I mean, how great is it that that's happening in in Orlando instead of it, in, uh, in L.A.? Yeah, that, that could have been a really – it could have been a, an interesting way to watch an NBA Conference Finals with, in theory, the entire playoffs, Western Conference playoffs. Finals. At Western Conference Finals, yeah, being played in the same arena. Yeah. Except they just flipped the score, flipped the uh, – the, changed the floor around and cover up the Lakers' banners. Yeah. Like, that would have been awesome to see, but, you know. Maybe I'm, next year, Mike. Yeah, I mean – the, the teams don't look like they're going to have any issues being the best teams next year. So, honestly, let's watch it and let's do it. But, man. Okay. Um, what else do we have? So, let's start taking those left turns, Mike, and yeah. go over to the baseball diamond. Yeah. Uh, 
So the Cubs had a rough Labor Day weekend with those five games against the Cardinals, only winning the opening game of that series. Yeah. With uh, Hugh Darvish pitching a dominant game. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's hard to win games when you only have one of your ace pitchers going in the series. As you had like a bullpen game and Albert Auzelai going, and John Lester got roughed up yep. in, in his start, too. So a tough series for the Cubs as they went four and five this week and they lost a tough one last night the brewers too yeah. oh yeah always but tough when you only lose by one even especially tougher. go ahead yeah no, especially it just didn't seem that anybody wanted to win that game as both pitchers were on and it came down to the bottom of the ninth and the brewers were the one that got the clutch hit yeah to win the game and the cubs couldn't when they had the Chris Bryant on third after hitting a two-out triple, yeah. and Rizzo Rizzo couldn't drive him in. Um, yeah, I it's it's always tough when you have um, good pitching playing out and and uh, not knowing who's going to end up winning. It's it's a, it was rough, but they made it through. So um, we'll see what. Uh... Yeah, and they're they're still a divi- They're still they're still in clear control of oh, the central yeah. division. Which is good. Um, speaking of, uh, we were before talking- we get to the standings, though, I guess real quick, yeah. uh, they, they'll finish up the weekend in Milwaukee, and then they come back home to Chicago to play three with the Twins and two with the Indians. Yeah, that also brings up um, the. I, I mean, I guess they're in second place, but the Twins are not as good as. Well, I guess they are. They're tied for second, barely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so let's just go ahead and give the folks the uh, the top eight teams as they stand. Uh, over in the American League, your top eight teams, one to eight, uh, with no games being played yet today, would be the A's, the Rays, and the White Sox by winning percentage over the Twins. And then the four through eight teams are the Twins, the Blue, the Buffalo Blue Jays, and the Astros. Followed by your two wild card teams being the Indians and the Yankees. Yeah, um, and over so, in, in the National League, we have L.A., Atlanta, Chicago Cubs, the San Diego Padres, the Philadelphia Phillies, the Cardinals, the Marlins, and the Giants rounding out the top eight. Um, Rich, there's a team that uh, that you basically went on and guaranteed would happen uh, to be in the playoffs. That I, is yeah. glaringly yeah. sitting outside of that. They are. The you Cincinnati said they were going to be the most approved team of the year, I think. Yeah. I had high hopes for them. But, uh, and a lot of that was due to the top three pitchers, Bauer, Gray, and, and Castillo. Castillo hasn't pitched up to those expectations after being the ace of their staff last year. Uh, but there's but they're, they're still a chance that they can make the playoffs. The Cardinals have a lot of doubleheaders coming up. Uh, Miami's got a lot of doubleheaders, and San Francisco had a COVID case come out. So, And you've got those weather conditions due to the forest fires yep. and wildfires out in the Bay Area that could cause some games to be canceled and turned into doubleheaders. So... I mean, I think you could easily see the six, seven, and eight teams in the National League changing, changing hands. So that could lead to the Reds, Brewers, and Mets, the teams that I picked to make the playoffs that are outside of it right now, being able to slip in. Yeah, I think I said that the Brewers were going to make the playoffs. Um, you did. And I you had the, the. I think the American League is where I uh, pooped the bed. Yeah. So as it stands, our our preseason picks. Um, I have 11 out of 16 in the playoffs as the aforementioned uh, Reds are outside. The Mets and the Brewers are outside. We both pitched the Nats to, to win the American League East, and they're, they're not looking too good. Ooh. No. Uh, Mike, you went 10 for 16 as the teams that you missed on were the Nats, the Diamondbacks, who are looking pretty pretty low in those standings, and the National League over in the American League. Um, we both missed on the Angels, and you put the Red Sox in the playoffs for some yeah. reason, Mike. And they're one of the worst teams in the league this year. Yeah, the 
Nats and I mean, my picks are doing much worse, but you're you basically said the Reds were gonna be the team to beat this year. Yeah, I, I did put them in the American League in the National League Championship Series, losing to the Dodgers. So, I, I don't think I have any glaring mis glaring issues like that in mind. But man, um, we need to. We did a. I mean, we did decent. We're still over fifty percent. Yeah, and I know. I, I mean, I know that you said oh, Boston and. I guess I'll go with the Angels. I know you were, you were doing these picks without your notes uh, since yeah. the iPad had to be used to film oh, the yeah, episode yeah. back today. Yes. <laughs> and you didn't write things down like I did. So I know you were kind of scrolling through your phone. Yeah, I guess I'll go with this team. And yeah, I, I, and you were really unsure of who to give a wild the wild cards to yeah, that, in the national in the American League too. Those those wild cards were really tough. I mean, honestly, um, with those expanded playoffs that just gets the, the second place teams uh getting in and all that yeah i just i don't like it yeah i mean i don't yeah, i know i like extra baseball but man that's just gonna make it tough um hard to to see what's gonna happen here uh in the next few weeks you know yeah so we'll probably pop in and look at the standings next week to see if there are any changes yeah it'll I mean, be a weekly thing until the playoffs start yeah, just to I see agree. if there's any changes uh personally I, I don't see the american league changing that much i don't i don't see any teams below the cut line going on enough of a hot streak to make it with the teams that are in that are in right now the national league like i said i could see the six seven and eight teams changing uh by the time the season ends at the end of the month yeah i would uh i it looks like i would agree with that um, I don't know. I, I honestly, though, just watch, be, having watched a couple of the Reds games, um, I don't know that they're going to be able to make it in, though, Rich. I'm still holding out hope. I don't know if they'll make it as far as I thought they would preseason, but I, I think there's enough to there. They have I the pitching. I think there's enough there. But they aren't combining pitching when making the runs to, to win a game. So we'll see. Um, we'll see. It's been a it, – I, I mean, we've had baseball. Mm -hmm. Three months ago, we weren't sure if we were having any sports. That's right. Now we have baseball. Yep. We've already talked basketball and hockey. And now, so, uh, I, like, legitimately, we're having sports. And this is the exciting part, folks. We're glad to have sports back. Loving, I mean, baseball's doing good. Uh, they're not controlling it as well as, like, hockey and, and basketball. But, again, when you have to play your entire regular season – uh, that's going to be tough to, to regulate all of that. Oh, yeah, especially when you can't – you don't have a controlled environment like uh, like the NHL and the NBA does. Yeah. And you couldn't put all with – the, with the amount of players, the support staff, the teams, you couldn't have – I don't. I think it would have been re really difficult to put put teams in that – in a bubble situation, whether it was using spring training sites – or grouping them together in regions and saying, all right, everybody's going to play in these like five or six ballparks, home field or no home field. Sorry. We're just going to have to make this work. So, so kudos. I, I think they've done enough job. I mean, you've had the teams like Miami and St. Louis that have big outbreaks, but most teams really haven't been shut down for an extended period of time besides those two teams. Yeah. Um, so, so, Mike, what do you think of their playoff bubble plan at the moment? Uh, the plan a, a, as it stands right now includes the American League playoffs being played in uh, Petco Park in San Diego and Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles, and then the championship series shifting to Petco, and the National League playoffs being played in Houston and Dallas, with the American, with the National League Championship Series and the World Series being played in the brand new Globe Life Field in Dallas, man, um, I don't like it. One of Why the, not? One of the things that makes baseball so great is mm -hmm. the way that the playoffs bring the story of t of hometown, of the town of that city. Mm -hmm. You get to learn about things in. In, like you get you get the the story of the 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 suffering 
Cubs fans in Chicago, and you get to see all of you. They, they go down to hot dog vendors, and they go down and talk to uh, the pizza joints, and they go down and talk to the the burger joints and flub a dub chub and and Merck's burgers, and you get all of the stories of the fans in the town, and it's going to be so much harder to do when you're not you don't have the fans in town. Yeah, I mean, they, they have said that those first-round matchups, which will take place at the higher-seeded's home ballpark, those are still going to take place in the home city. So as it, so if the playoffs ended today, you would see the first round of the playoffs being played in Tampa, Oakland, uh, Guaranteed Rate Field, and then Dodger Stadium, uh, Truist Park in Atlanta, in the suburbs in Atlanta, and Ringwood. But when you go go into the NLDS and the NLCS and, of course, the World Series, that's when it goes to a single site. Yeah. I I don't like it. Really, I don't. But, you know. I I think circumstances are dictating that it needs to happen, that that it's going to happen. And and it hasn't fully been approved by the Players Union yet. There's still a little bit of question on – Meanwhile, why why does why does our family that's going to travel with us to these sites why do they need the quarantine for seven days when I can go when I can go to and from home during the regular season and not have the quarantine when I go back to the ballpark there's that and so I could see that still being a little bit of a little bit of a of a, of it's a valid um a valid concern so. Yeah, I was concerned on the player side of why why do I have to quarantine for a for the playoffs, but not for the, but not for the regular season. Yep. So, um, yeah, I totally agree. Um, it's a hard one to to get over. We'll see how they end up doing that. I don't. Again, I don't like it personally, but I can understand it. So. Yeah. Um. Now, one final thing before we get into uh or before we move on, um. And, and this is just randomness, so I apologize. I, I didn't put this okay. in there. Um, so this week I was flipping channels, um, as I do, and the Cubs 2016 Game 7 was on Stadium Network. Okay. I mean, obviously I'm going to watch it, and obviously I'm going to enjoy it, but it leads me to ask you, when it, when you're flipping channels, if it's on, are you watching it? I think I would. I think I would. Yep. I mean, does it make you... Yes, you have to listen to Joe Buck. But that's okay. Like, I don't know. I just... I enjoyed it. I got to watch a little bit of it. Looking yeah. forward... I mean, looking forward to the playoff run that's going to happen this year. And, uh, yeah. So... So, two other things here. I'm, I'm sorry. To, to spring on it myself. Did you see what the Red Sox... That the What happened in the Red Sox-Rays game? I did not. The Rays became the first team in modern baseball history to start to have their entire starting lineup be left-handed batters. Wow. Everybody one through nine was left-handed, no switch hitters. Wow. And they did not make, I looked at the box score after the game, they did not make any substitutions. All those left-handed batters played the entire game. Wow. That's a, that's a feat and a half. And they won. Okay. And they won. That's man. I mean, you gotta you gotta think that they were doing it just because they knew, a, the Rays are doing so well they could they can take the extra day of or the the loss if they did had to, but b, they knew that they were setting some sort of uh, record, right? They had to have known. Yeah. So. Yeah. The yeah the uh, I think they put on their Twitter. When they go right, we go left. I like it. I like it. Let's, uh, man, I did not see that. That's an interesting, I mean, it is. It makes sense that it's the first time. It's not a normal thing to have happen. Um, so do you think that we'll see stuff like, like, I don't, I don't want to say that was a stunt, but do you think we'll see, uh, that, happen stuff like that just random i don't think so i i'd be be interested to know if there's ever been a game where everybody in the lineup was a switch hitter 
Yeah, I think that might be the only one left. But I think so, because obviously you can have an entire right-handed hitting. Yeah, line. and that's happened multiple times. We yeah, that's not even we not even noteworthy really. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just is it a a? Do you think it was a stunt? I, I they they're the one organization that does think outside of the box. Yeah. But with a left-hander on the mound, I think it was I think it was a stunt. But when you have they they do have a deep roster with and their left-handed hitters are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if they'll do it again, but we'll see. If you have a platoon advantage, you might as well take might as well uh, take advantage of it. Yep. And it's I mean it's another the other side of that is it's one of those times that I mean yes they are in the American League so that it's easier to do it but. There's a universal DH makes it all the more easier, and it's COVID year, so anything's possible, right? Mm-hmm. And they have a comfortable lead in the playoffs, so why not? Yeah. Okay, uh, let's head off the diamond and head to the dirt. That's right. Of the of Kentucky. Yeah, and Mike, congratulations! Your pick of authentic won the race. The the horse that was going for the Triple Crown, Tis the Law, finished second. Uh, my pickup, Thousand Words, was a late scratch. They Ooh. said he was scratched like an hour before the race. That's that's bad for you. Did you guys yeah, watch, did you guys get to watch it? No, I didn't watch it. Okay. We saw we saw that it was when we were kind of flipping through channels one that afternoon. We saw, hey, the Kentucky Derby's on, but it was like that. It was the type of coverage that they start like at two thirty in the afternoon when they that, that the three hours of fluff coverage and they show before you the random, actual race and they show you <laughs> at random other races that don't even matter and nobody cares about yeah especially with no crowds they didn't even have the crowds to go to like here here's the best hats we've seen or no mint juleps. Out, out in the infield the, the mint juleps yeah the the million dollar mint julep that they make that uh, they get Tara Lipinski and. What's his name? Johnny Weir, I think it is it to, to try and somebody like the random fluff pieces that, that get done during that race, during the race coverage. Yeah. So we didn't end up watching it. Um, so the final race, I think, is in two weeks, another week. Uh, you get the Preakness, the final leg of the Triple Crown, even though no horse is going for the Triple Crown this year. Hey, we'll still make our predictions. So we sure will. Um, heading into do you see what's coming up? Um, it's a fast left turn. It's lots of fast left turns. Because we are heading in to the NASCAR corner. That's right, Mike. So the Cook 500 uh, was won by Kevin Harvick, which was my pick to win. Uh, your playoff driver finished 11th, which was Brad Keselowski. On the non-playoff side, my pick of Eric Jones came in 4th, and Jimmy Johnson finished 18th. Yeah, poor Jimmy. Yeah, that was really it was a really fun race to watch. Uh, with the Cubs game well out of hand, we actually did flip over uh, to that, and pretty much everybody in the cabin was really wanting to see Chase Elliott win, and it's and and so was I because he is he was my pick and for the uh, for to win the entire playoffs. Yep, but he he couldn't pull it off as him and Martin Martin Truex was going for a late pass. He passed him and he clipped him as he was pulling ahead of him, and that caused both of them to drop out of the race. Yeah, to get knocked down or finish really low in the race. Yep. So I mean, but that happened. That that's racing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rubbing it is racing, right? That's right. And if you're not first, you're last. Mm-hmm. So, um, right. we are getting ready to head into Richmond. Um, That's right. For the... Uh, Federated Auto Parts 400. Yeah, I don't even know what the Federated Auto Parts uh, stores are, but good for them for paying for a we got one, we Yeah, we got one here in the Quad Cities. Oh, they're, uh, they're Yeah, I think they're out by the... Uh, they have a warehouse store out in the... Out by the South Park Mall. Oh, okay. That still exists? Yeah. Not much is left of it, but it's still there. But it's there. Speaking of malls, sorry, we're going to go on a quick tangent. Did you hear the the sad news at North Park Mall? I did see that the Whitey's was going to be closing. Folks, we're not talking about a racist 
organization here. Whitey's is not anything like this. It's just ice cream. Probably it is. It's the best ice cream you, you can have in town. And uh, they make amazing shakes and all the goodness. Danielle and I stop there at least twice every time we come down, even if it's only a two-day weekend. Um, mm-hmm. We make sure that happens. But uh, they are closing down their shop in North Park Mall. Sad day. Okay, back to the uh, action and racing. Who is your okay. pick for the Federated uh, Auto Parts 400? All right. Well, reading the pre-race, um, kind of like articles that I do before I put my picks into the NASCAR, into the fantasy NASCAR, um, they said that the Joe Gibbs Toyotas usually have done really well at Richmond. So I had to go with Martin Truex Jr. for the playoff side, and I'm going to go with Christopher Bell as my non-playoff driver. Um, I am going to go with Denny Hamlin as my uh, playoff driver and my okay. non-playoff driver is going to be not who you think Rich who is it it's not going to be Jimmy Johnson it's not no wow. it's going to be Ryan Newman okay I, I like the Ryan Newman pick he was a sleeper pick on the fantasy fast lane uh, that NASCAR puts out before every every uh, usually on the day before two one or two days before the race and uh, the reason I picked Christopher Bell is because he's had success there in the Xfinity series. So maybe, so hopefully it can uh, translate over. He can get a, he can finish higher than Newman uh, this week. So you can catch that race uh, Sunday over on NBCSN. So Mike, are you ready to go to the gridiron? Stop making all these left turns. Yeah. Well, no, no, we, we no. still have an announcement. In the NASCAR oh, yeah, world, I forgot about that. That isn't necessarily NASCAR, but it's still auto racing. It is auto racing. I forgot about that. So Jimmy you, Johnson uh, retiring from NASCAR, but not retiring from racing, as he is going to start racing for Chip Canassi Racing, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. Yeah, Chip in Canassi. the Indy Motorsports or the Indy Racing League. So. Yeah, the yeah I read the article and I think it's pending he can find sponsorship, which shouldn't be that hard as he's had a good relationship with uh, both Ally and Lowe. So I think I yeah. think he can find a sponsor, uh, but he's only going to be doing the road courses and the street courses. Oh. So I don't know if you'll see him in the Indy 500. I bet we see him in the Indy. Yeah. I mean, th- that is the race that you have to – he's going to have to do. Now – the question is, will Chip Canassi be willing to put him in a car for that race that is the biggest race of the year? I don't know. But good to see Jimmy Johnson stepping out and doing yeah. something exciting like that. Yeah. Yeah, but if he finds sponsorship and Chip Canassi is going to field an extra car this year, I don't see why he, why they wouldn't want to put him out there. I think they said he's going to be splitting – I think they said with that agreement, he might be splitting the racing series with, I think it's Scott Dixon. Okay. Right with the, so, so yeah, so Kukadam do Kanasi wanting, does he want the publicity stunt of Jimmy Johnson racing in the Indy 500 for the first time, or does he want to stick with Scott Dixon? Yeah. Going to be exciting to see. Um, I, you know, I, it's one of those things that as Americans, we don't watch enough and I, hopefully that will bring some, light to the especially the street and the 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 road courses that they do uh in indy uh hopefully it brings some light to that and gets some of uh, jimmy's fans to watch because it is legitimately one of those things that we should watch more of as nascar fans and uh we don't so exciting 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 that sure is so now do you want to quit making left turns and head over to the gridiron. Yeah, I sure do. Okay. So, Mike, as we said in our preview, this is the final week of our season preview. And the last week of our season preview, if you're listening to our show for the first time during the football season, uh, is we give you our conference championship picks and a Super Bowl matchup and winner pick. Uh, we did this maybe about a week late. With, uh, with the Chiefs and the Texans already playing in the one game. But as we said, I don't think this affected it in any, any way whatsoever of who we were going to pick. 
uh, for the Super Bowl in the conference championships. So as a recap, um, Mike, I'll let you give your pick first uh, for the AFC. For the AFC, you put into the playoffs the Bills, Ravens, Colts, Chiefs, Steelers, and the Raiders. Yeah, so... Mike, who do you have in the AFC championship game? Number one seed. The number one seed? Kansas City Chiefs. All right, and who are they going to be beating, Mike? Or are they going to be beating or losing to to the second team? Well, we'll get to whether they beat or lose... um, just a second. Let me. Um, the Buffalo Bills are going to go into the championship game. Ooh. Okay. I, I like it. So uh, my AFC picks were the Patriots, the Ravens, the Titans, the Chiefs, the Bills. How are you still picking? They, a third of their team is gone in the Patriots. Bill Belichick. That's why. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick wants a quarterback next year. They are not going to do bad enough to get Trevor Lawrence. That's not going to happen in that division. And I don't think their team is bad enough to bottom out and finish dead last or do worse than Jacksonville. Yeah, that's going to be the hard part. Being worse than Jacksonville is going to be yeah. a if tough you want, yeah, Basically, if you want Trevor Lawrence, you've got to be worse than Jacksonville. And that's going to be really hard unless you have injuries to key players. Yep, so, so in my championship series, I, I went with a rematch. No, it wasn't a rematch, actually. Um, the matchup I think everybody was thinking they were going to get last year, and I'm going to go with the Chiefs and the Ravens. Okay, I, that's a good pick. Um, you know, so uh, do we want to do the NFC first? Yeah. Or do we yeah. want to go over from the NFC and move and give our uh, Super Bowl from the um, – Let's go ahead. Yeah, we'll, we'll go and do that way. Um, so who do you have winning in this AFC matchup and going to the Super Bowl? Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I, I got to go with the Chiefs too. I mean, um, honestly, I, after last year, I, I'm going to have a hard time not picking them for the next 10 years. Yeah, I mean, the, their one weakness going on from last year was having a consistent running game. And what they go out and do, they fix that in the first round of the draft. Yeah. Uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, and he looked pretty good last night, uh, the other night on the Honestly, I don't understand it. I mean, you look at teams like the Lions, who haven't had a good running back since, what, 1998? Isn't that when Barry Sanders retired? That sounds about right. Yeah. And yet, the 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 Chiefs go out and pick up a number or a first round r- running back and, and somebody that looks like he's going to be the real deal. Now, honestly, the key to that team is not their running back. The key to that team, I'm here's my bold statement of the year. I mean, okay. I make a lot of these, so, you know, take it for what you will folks, but I don't think the key to that team is even Patrick Mahomes. Who is it, Mike? Even though I think I, I know who you're going to go, can I go with the offensive line? Okay. Because yeah. if you that look offense. at that offensive line, back when Kareem Hunt was the hot running back and everybody wanted him, which, by the way, I drafted him in at least two of my leagues um, and will continue to, like, honestly. But let's get past that. Um, but uh, if you look at, at that offensive line and what that offensive line is able to do throughout the year uh, to just be strong and powerful and protect Patrick for the most part. Occasionally there's I think there was what one sack maybe two on Thursday night that offensive line is what's making the difference there. Yeah I think so yeah yeah that uh, the offensive line did go back and um, we we do have some comments here Um, yeah your mom Sue Hart said Chiefs are my pick and uh, my buddy Mark Johansson says that Philly is the only way to go. Uh, that was actually a lot earlier. I had noticed that, and I was going to bring it up at the end of the show where I was going to add in a new comment section to the show. Okay. But um, he was talking about the Philly cheesesteak over poutine because oh, okay. he thinks okay. poutine sounds gross. 
Mark, you gotta try it. I know it sounds weird and gross, but it's super delicious. Mark, if you, is Mark in the Quad Cities? Um, yeah, yeah, he's in the Quad Cities, I think. Yeah. You, you gotta take him to a lunch sometime. Take him down to, uh, to, um, me and Billy, me and Billy do protein. No, um, beer stew. Beer stew. Take him down to beer stew. Okay. And uh, get order poutine. Make him try it. Mark, I know it sounds it sounds a little weird putting the gravy and the cheese curds and the French fries, but man, is it good. Oh, that's man, I want some poutine now. Okay. All right. So, Mike, going over to the NFC side of the playoffs. Yep. Your playoff teams, you went with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yep. Uh, Vikings, the Falcons, the Rams, the Buccaneers, and the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, so I, two teams playing in the NFC championship game from those teams. The NFC South is the toughest division this year. In in all of football, the NFC South is the toughest division. And I think we're going to see two teams coming out of the NFC South being your uh, championship. And it's going to be number one seed, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers mm-hmm. versus think that's going to make it the five seed of the Atlanta Falcons which that doesn't even make sense that wouldn't that wouldn't be possible because the sixth seed would have to win but I'm going to put it with the Falcons and the Bucks and uh, the Falcons are going to win okay so you're going with the Falcons to go to the Super Bowl yep uh, so as a recap from last week my NFC picks were the, were, uh, the Cowboys the Vikings the Saints Seahawks, Bucks, and the 49ers. And for me, this was really, it was a tough thing. It was, I was debating between three teams for the NFC Dallas, Tampa Bay, and New Orleans. And I think that Bruce Arians' offense is going to be enough. And their defense will do just enough to win games or not lose games. So I'm going to have to go with the Bucks over the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. Um, the Cowboys are getting a lot of love this year, so I try to stay away from teams that get that much love because, man, the track record over the last 10 years of teams getting tons of love and then petering out and looking dumb uh, happens way too much. But the Bucks are the team that are getting a lot of love that I can support because I think they deserve the love. Because as soon as you bring Tom Brady, you change the dynamic of the offense. Um, mm-hmm. So what you're saying is that this year we're going to prove once and for all Tom Brady was the re- reason that uh, New England was great? Yeah, I think so. Okay. He's got that motivation and that even if it's a him making up the motivation for himself of he needs to do well to prove that it wasn't Belichick that was giving him all that was putting him in those positions to win. He was doing it. Um, That makes a Super Bowl, Mike of you have the Super Bowl being now the chiefs and the Falcons. Yep. So who who wins that matchup for you, Mike? It's going to be the chiefs. Um, I agree. I think Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs just look too good. Um, I think it's going to take some injuries to kind of derail that playoff train for me. Um, and Tom Brady's Bucks are already dealing with an injury as they'll be without number two receiver Mike Evans in week one, supposedly. So we'll see how that happens. Um, so, Michael, I guess we'll wrap up. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I want to stay in prediction mode. Okay. We have – we're not super gambling friendly because neither one of us really gambles all that much anymore um i used to gamble a lot more than i do but over under on the bears is set at eight games are you taking the over or the under under i take the over this year oh okay you think they can get they can squeak out eight wins i think they can squeak out nine Hmm. okay mitch trubisky so that also reminds me um before we get into or do you want to do the picks and then we'll talk Bears? No, you can pick the Bears. We'll, we'll go with the Bears real quick. Go ahead. Okay, so Mitchell Trubisky has officially been named day one starter. How do you feel about that? 
I don't know. I sure why not? I'm gonna say, and and again, I've said it since. What did I say when Nick Foles came in? I don't recall, Mike. What has his biggest strength been since he, for the last five years at least, maybe ten? Playoffs. No, his biggest strength is he play. He's he's become great at helping being like a secondary quarterbacks coach. Mm-hmm. He's been really good at being that guy that sits there and can um, can teach a young quarterback what it's like to be in the league and to get them through where they need to be. So I think Nick Foles is going to help Mitch Trubisky be a better quarterback, and because of that, uh, it's going to be a good thing for us. Yeah, personally, I, I, I think it's going to come down to, I think the Bear, it'll turn into the Bears playing the hot hand. Yep. To where you could see throughout the entire season it being a week-to-week decision on who the starting quarterback is based on either who looks good in practice or who had uh, who performed well in the previous week. So I think if Mitch can, can uh, stay, at least play adequate football, I think he'll remain the starting quarterback. But if at any time Nick Foles has to come in mid-game because he's ineffective and they're not moving the ball, then he does well. Then you're going to see Nick Foles start the next week. Yeah, I, I think that's probably a good thing. Uh, it's going to be great. Um, so you're you're calling for quarterback by committee? Yeah, okay. quarterback by committee. Okay. It will uh, will, will uh, Matt Nagy survive the entire season, or will he be a casualty of Black Monday when the season ends? Well, that, those are two different questions. Because if he makes it to Black Monday, he technically made it through the season, the regular season. Because Black okay, yeah. So yeah, okay. So I'll, I'll just throw out. The, is he the, the coach whole... next year? Is the first question. Um, yeah. I again, I think it depends. If they get nine wins, I think yes. If they can squeak out nine wins, I think yes. If they. Um, if they are sub 500, I don't think he does. I think, and in fact, I think he doesn't even make it to the end of the season. Hmm. If, if two weeks left in the season and well, first, if they are without a win after six weeks, I would I would not be surprised if he's gone by Christmas. Okay. I think that I'll make it throughout the entire year, but if they finish dead last in the division and the offense struggles throughout the entire year, he's definitely going to be gone. Um, I don't think that they'll get rid of him midseason because I just I don't think that they have a competent coach I don't think they have a good group of assistants that can step in and take over the reins, even on an interim basis. I can kind of agree with that, but I still think just because how much Chicago, how how much of a windbag the Chicago fan base is, uh, I think that it makes it capable that they could uh, they could have that problem. Um, do you think? What do you think of Green Bay's chances of winning the uh, – right. so Green Bay is only a half a game up above us, and my and Minnesota is only a full game above us with the over-unders. I, I could see – I don't – I'm not a Packer fan. I don't like the Packers that much, so I would almost have to say I think there's a chance that they win the division if they can get buy-in from, from Rodgers – to that it's okay to hand the ball off and run the ball. And you we talked always, about it last we talked about it two weeks ago when we put Rodgers as a guy that we don't draft in our fantasy. Not because we're not fan because we hate him as being the Green Bay Packers quarterback. That's one reason not to draft him. But Rich, you made the point how many times is he gonna be is he gonna be audibling it or not or just handing it off on a regular basis that's gonna get him in a fight with his head coach. Yeah. 
but the reason why I can see the Packers winning the division is because Rodgers wants to prove that he's not washed up. So he'll either buy into the system and play within it and play his best ball within that system, or he, maybe he'll get some freedom. He'll use what little freedom he has in play calling at the line to his advantage to where he has a pretty good season. Yeah. I don't think we're ever going to see him at an MVP level again, but he could have a solid, productive season. Honestly, if they win the division, I think he des- he probably deserves a uh, an MVP. Because it's, I mean, he has the skills. He is Aaron Rodgers. I'm, I will not, I will not say that they don't have a chance to win the division ever, unless he's not the quarterback. Because he's that good of a quarterback. He is generationally probably the best quarterback we've seen. I would even say he's better than Aaron, than uh, than Tom Brady. The reason I say that is that Tom Brady. Yes, he has had subpar receivers and all that, but the bigger thing that that Tom Brady had was he had a coach. He had some of the best coaching in the league. Now Aaron Rodgers hasn't had the big stars to throw to, so when we when we look at the big stars or when we look at at his gameplay, he's been doing it with la- with the same, if not less than what Tom Brady has. Because Tom Brady has always had at least one receiver that's been great or a tight end that's great. Aaron Rodgers has not. And Aaron does it with... I mean, he just... He has more skill and more talent. Tom Brady has, has worked in the systems so far... All we know of him is what's what's happened in New England. We'll see what happens this week. Um, I may change my tune. I very might. But this could be the season I actually say that t- I, I make the change to say Tom Brady is the GOAT. Or the second GOAT. The, this generation's GOAT. Nobody's going to touch Joe Montana. All right. So, Mike, you, you hinted at we'll see what happens this week. So, Mike, let's uh, let's kind of end our show giving, off, giving the folks the our lock upset and Thursday night football pick. Okay, lock of the week. Who do you got, Rich? My lock of the week, I'm going to pick on probably the worst team in the league, and I'm going to go Colts over the Jaguars. Do we want to put a limit on how many times we can pick against the, <laughs> the Jaguars this year? We, we didn't last year. We kind of switched <sighs> up our, the number of teams. So I know. We, we, Colts we, the Jaguars. We're both pretty good about trying not to make that happen every week. And we got two, t- at least two teams, if not four teams, that you could pick on every week. Um, my lock of the week <laughs> going to be the Buffalo Bills going to destroy the New York Jets J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Nets not going to do it yeah. okay cool uh, um, I, I like that pick that, that, that's, that was another clear win uh, so Mike who is your upset pick now before we give our upset picks we go off of maybe not the, is it an actual upset pick or a push? We use what the percentages are on our Yahoo Pick'em, yep. which is still open to join. You've only missed one game. You can still join the Yahoo group. Head on over to our Facebook page to find the login info to join our group. So we go with an upset based on the percentages that the Yahoo as a whole votes. Yep. That is our definition of an upset matchup. So who is your upset pick this week Mike. so because of the way that the percentages show up 76% to 24% Tampa Bay is the underdog in that game it is I are definitely an underdog or an upset yes they are I am going to go with Tampa Bay all right that's going to be a great game I think that's that is a, uh, a Fox game of the week I think for us too with uh, both where we're at. So I, I look forward to watching that Sunday afternoon, hopefully. Uh, but I'm going to go with maybe uh, – I'm going to go with the Panthers over the Raiders. That was the second game that I was going to pick, and that is exactly what I was going to say about it. So, yeah, I like those. Um, those are great picks. So All right. 
looking over to week two Thursday night football. Well, the- we still have we still have one more game that we have to pick. The Chicago Bears. Oh, okay. The Detroit Bears. Lions at, in Detroit. Are they going to win or are they going to lose? There's no Kenny Galladay for Matthew Stafford to throw to, so I'm going to go Bears. Let me get the right side of my shirt. There you go. <laughs> you can't see it, folks. That says Bears. Bear down Chicago. All right. Okay. Now, Thursday night game. Thursday night game. Or did we, are we doing Monday nights again? No. Monday nights can be a lock or an upset because it happens after our show airs. It happens in between shows. We do the Thursday night because that matchup does not happen in between okay. shows. Okay. Um, so Thursday night football is the Browns and the Bengals for some reason. Yeah, they I don't know why. Uh, why they chose that for a marquee matchup, but they did. Uh, so who are you picking in that game, Mike? You going with uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals or Baker Mayfield and the Browns? Can I pick neither? No. Can I pick you, you that America's going to lose? They, they, they could in this matchup, but no, you get you got to pick one or the other, Mike. We're going to go with the Browns. I agree. I like the Browns picking this one, too. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if the Bengals won, but I, I like the Browns. Honestly, I think Baker I think Baker and Joe both are very talented, and they're, very, they're equally matched. So then it comes down to the teams, and I think, honestly, both teams are fairly equally matched to each other. Um, the difference is you give it to someone who's been in the league longer – so at that point, you look at the veteran status, and Baker may only have one year on him, but he's got a full year. Yeah, I, I think Cleveland has a better defense than, than Cincinnati, too. So, so. If, that, if that's the difference maker, between if you compare your, your wide receivers, your running backs, your quarterbacks, your tight ends, that's why I got to go with the Browns. I think they have a better defense. Yeah. Um, it's great. Words, Mike. I mean, we have sports. We didn't know if we were going to have sports this year uh, three months ago, six months ago. Um, six months ago, we watched as the sports world shut down. Mm-hmm. Today, we're watching the sport. Tomorrow, all four of the major sports play. And you have NASCAR. And the Premier League. And sports are back, folks. Let's enjoy it. Um, now... That reminded me of one more thing. Okay. Yesterday was the anniversary of the darkest day that America's seen in a long time. And we try not to be political. And I'm not I'm not picking a side. What I'm saying is we've forgotten how it feels on September twelfth. Yeah. All we're doing is arguing and yelling, you're a Nazi, you're a terrorist, you're a terrible person. We've forgotten September 12th and the love, the joy, the unity that we had. And you may disagree with the moment of unity that happened uh, in Kansas City. You may not be happy about the way that they're choosing to use their platform but folks that's their right to use the platform and that's what makes America great we need to celebrate that we need to stop looking at the other side at at who you disagree with as a terrible person because honestly I don't think either side is right and I don't think either side is 100% wrong and we need to remember that these are real people no, just because you support Donald Trump, that does not make you a racist or a bigot or a whatever. If you support Joe Biden, that doesn't mean you're a liberal nut job. It means that you agree with these people on some of the issues. By the way, there's third parties out there, too. We need to remember what it feels like, felt like on September 12th. Let's forget about the arguments and celebrate each other. And that's that's my final thoughts for this week. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go super political, nope. but I think you would agree with those statements. Um, if not, 
Rich, you have a platform. The platform is yours. I'm muting my microphone. You say what you want, and you get to end nope. the show. I can't stop that, Mike. So uh, well, thanks for joining us this week, and uh, make sure to like, subscribe, and uh, comment. Give us a review on this podcast. We'd like to know uh, how you, how, what you felt like, how, how you think we're doing with this podcast. Give us some feedback and uh, increase our exposure on the platforms where you can find our podcast. So, um, so yeah, thanks for joining us this week, and we'll talk at you next week.